candy. More candy. <laughs> okay, so what? how you want to kick this thing off? What you want to talk about? You got stuff you want to bring up before we get into the episode? About life? Yeah, just, you know, our, our regular just shoot the shit for a few minutes before we get into Mars Attacks. How was your Halloween, Brian? You were there for it. I don't like how this, I don't like how the monitor makes you, makes you. Why? <laughs> it's too, it's too weird and too like formal now. I like it. Yeah, but it makes you, it makes you think that you're like a, like your radio like person. Pers- yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought that if I asked you like, if I asked the question instead of being like. No, Let's- but you didn't ask the question. You like, you like asked a prompt. Yeah. To get me to talk about yeah, things. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I don't like to be felt like I'm made to do something. Oh my gosh, should I take these off? None, not so organically. I think they're helping me. I, I want to, I like listening to, I like hearing it. You like hearing yourself? Well, no, I just like hearing how it's going to sound. Vanity. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just helps, it just helps me like think that this is going to be recorded. Right. It is. Um, um, Halloween was great. Yeah. Halloween was great. I think it was a really nice Halloween. I think it was um, like one of the best Halloweens I've had in a very, 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 very long time. I, I was going to say it is it is one of my better Halloweens I've had for a long time. Yeah. For sure. I didn't have to work the bar. Um, I didn't have to go near a bar, which was fantastic. Um, my But there were a few times when you wanted to go near a bar. Yeah, but I just <laughs> like, it was like weird, strange FOMO being like, oh, look at them. They're having fun. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Corona. And I don't really... I barely, I very rarely get the FOMO thing. Yeah. Well. I get it weird. I get it when like, like fancy Blu-rays come out. I'm like, oh, I need that. Also, like every bar we pass, people are dressed up. So maybe I was just jealous that I wanted to dress up. And my Halloween costume got shot out because you can't see my vampire teeth through the fucking mask. That was sad. Despite me telling you many times. Yeah, and I still had to put a a mask. (laughs) I had to put my teeth in and put a mask on to be like, Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. I'm sad. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. Or are we just going to vaguely talk about it? What did we do for Halloween then? We went We went to Cincinnati and we went to Jungle Gyms and yeah. then we found that great oddity shop. Hail. Hail. Uh, what was it? Like records and oddities yep. or something like that? Yep. That was a cool shop. It was really cool. And then... Um, we can tag them when this episode comes out, ooh, right? Oh, yeah. He'd like that. He would like that. He yeah. told us to do that. It was, it was a cool shop. Yeah. They had all kinds of like taxidermy and like bugs and, and, and as he called it, critters. Critters. <laughs> yes. I want a taxidermy deer head with one eye. That was cool. Cyclops deer. Oh, like in the center? Uh-huh. Did you did you not see that I guy? I didn't see that guy. Oh yeah, he was like. But really? I saw the rack standing right next to us when we were looking through some books. You oh were, no, like, I was looking at the books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that was their like little logo on the T-shirt that I wanted too. Yeah. But and then their VHS selection was really nice. It was really nice. It was a little too pricey yeah. for me. Uh, one because I don't even know if my VCR actually works or not. I need to get a, a tester tape. Okay, I got some in the car. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's not test um, Army of Darkness, though. No, or, just in case. Yeah, we'll test one of the one, other ones. How many copies of Titanic do you have in the car? None. None? None. What about Armageddon? None. Oh, wow. What about Phantom Menace? Why? Are those, like, worth money? No, I just feel like though you see those tapes everywhere. Oh, yeah, you do those Titanic tapes. I own those. I do want to do Titanic as one of our episodes. <gasps> not this week, though. I pick this week. Yeah. 
I'm just eventually because then I get to talk about my crazy your crazy theory my crazy theory that it ties in the Terminator I know but we can't talk about that right now no what else did we do in we Cincinnati already t- you already talked about this on one episode no I didn't I think we just have talked about no, it no you've talked about it on an episode okay <laughs> I don't remember okay <laughs> oh yeah and then we went uh, to the Georgetown drive-in which was like <sighs> weird it was cool. It was a weird drive-in. It was way cool. It was like set up on a hill. There was two screens. It was right next to the road. Oh, right next to the road and the train tracks. Yeah, like I feel like every drive-in we've been to has been like just like in a field out in the boonies right. somewhere. But this one was like, hey man, this is the space we got. Right. So you either take it or you don't. We could have gotten our <laughs> picture taken with young Michael from Halloween. Halloween, Zombieween 2. Yes. Which I think is the better of the Zombieweens. A lot of people don't like that movie, and I think that that's a valid feeling. I have video of him driving past us in the station wagon. From the 78 Halloween. And I would post that, but all you see are headlights and then nothing. Yeah, it was dark. It was dark. But it was kind of cool that they had him there, and the screen behind us was playing Nightmare Before Christmas and Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. And Nightmare on Elm Street. What was the third movie? Halloween one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. then we watched Halloween, Halloween four, four, and then Halloween five was playing after, but we didn't stay. Because it was already late. Late. And far away. But the Georgetown drive-in, I think, is a really... It's a cool drive-in. It's a way cool drive I think drive-in. we're going to go next year at some point. Yeah. I think we, we should make a day. Yeah. Go see. Maybe they have another triple feature. <sighs> well, they're done for the season. I know, but like next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was also cool to see a drive-in the end of the season because there was a yeah. lot of people there there was and uh we saw them take down the signs this was kind of yeah and like uh, we might have been one of the last cars to get in i we before I was think, at capacity right uh, we barely made that into that show that was crazy i didn't expect that many people there i didn't either and those tacos we had um in louisville were way good yeah they were pretty good mm-hmm. yeah and i've had fat- better they were good i give them an eight out of ten. Because we went there and had tacos and they put cabbage on one of my tacos. When I made my mom some dank ass nachos <laughs> last night. You put cabbage on. I put cabbage on top after yeah. uh, I broiled everything as like a little crunchy extra garnish. And like. What about. You think about pickling the cabbage? That would be good. Uh, we pickle a lot of other things. But like, I'm saying pickled cabbage on fish tacos. Oh, oh for sure. That's. That would be a great way important. to go. Okay. It's important. Okay, cool. <laughs> Also, I'm in love with my air fryer. Love yeah. it. I mean, I had one, but it's R.I.P. Get another one, man. R.I.P.D. The steak I made in it was fantastic. The breakfast sausage I make in it is great. I Cooking. feel like I'm going to be putting all this stuff into the mini episode. <laughs> but okay. yeah, you're killing it. You're crushing it over there with your food choices. Yeah. I am not. I'm just eating onion soup every day well you made so much of it i made a lot of it why don't you put some in jars and freeze it or in bags and freeze it because it'll be gone because you've eaten it yeah but you could make big batches and then freeze it and then you have food for yourself later on that's what i'm doing right now i'm eating it right now i spiked the levels i spiked the levels because i got mad at you about the soup i know i hate when you get mad at me about soup that's okay it happens a lot it does happen a lot way more than it should so something that we don't always talk about, but yeah. I pair my shirts that I wear to our recordings. Why don't you take pictures of these then? I don't know. Because I forgot until now that <laughs> because in Mars Attacks, they talk about the universal sign of the donut. So oh, and you're wearing a Voodoo Donuts shirt. Yeah. 
I actually typically do that too. Yeah. What are I'm you? wearing a Mystery Science Theater that shirt. That fits too. Didn't plan it this time, Look but at it us. totally worked. We, we are... should probably take those pictures more often and yeah. put them on the social media. Probably should. All right. Did you get all your tears out? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what if I cry during this episode? That's a possibility. I'm already like emotionally sad. For I this got woman. pretty emotional writing this thing out. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, we're just gonna do our normal thing where I read and you pop in. Mm-hmm. So if I guess it hasn't been stated yet, but this mini episode it's probably gonna be pretty small because this is only like a couple of pages that I wrote here. Uh, but this is the uh, we're doing a little Deborah Hill retrospective because her birthday is November 10th. Oh, she had, my um, niece has the same birthday as her. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Is her name Deborah? Nope. That's a weird name for a kid these days. Usually, yeah. You don't really. Usually. Usually, I don't know the last time I met a Deborah. Like a three-year-old Deborah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I went to Girl Scout camp with this girl named Deborah, and I don't think she was super nice. Mm. She was an intense child. Well, you know who was super nice? Deborah Hill. <laughs> Good segue. Uh, Deborah Hill got her start working alongside John Carpenter, writing and producing the film Halloween, and blazing a trail for young filmmakers and women breaking into the business. Uh, We're bringing her up today because her birthday is November 10th, and Halloween is kind of like the foundation that this podcast Mm -hmm. was strangely built upon. Right kind of unbeknownst to us we didn't really plan on halloween being such a big backbone to this series but our first episode was halloween three and then on halloween we went and visited in georgetown indiana the drive-in we we did a halloween double feature well yeah they were showing a triple feature and we caught two of them we've we've bought halloween shirts this past we drove all around the city looking (laughs) for a yeah we looked for a michael myers mask all day for all my birthday yeah we didn't find it nope but isn't that weird? No, I think that that fits you and I have a lot. We okay. love we love Halloween, the yeah. movie, the holiday, yeah. Michael Myers slasher films. Yeah, so I think we're just gonna kind of keep the that celebration um, moving forward. Yeah, burp it out, girl. <laughs> she, she was born. She was born in the real Haddonfield, New Jersey, uh, which became the sleepy Illinois town in the film. Correct. Uh, she met John Carpenter in 1975 as a script supervisor on Assault on Precinct 13, which was Carpenter's second film after, um, what is that movie? Dark Star? Correct. Thank you. You got anything over there yet? I was just going to say that that's how their professional um, collaboration started. Um, but also their personal relationship started there, too. <sighs> you know what's great about you? What? My next line. <clears throat> it was there the two began a, a romantic and professional relationship. <laughs> I love that they dated. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like deep down there's this, like, feminist mindset of, like, women shouldn't just be getting jobs because they date men, but at the same time... I mean, that kind of happened for her, but she also, like, took it and fucking ran with it after he left. Right. Well, I, I don't think that, like, what I took from it is that because she was dating him, she got a chance to be in the running more, and she probably just got, like, highlighted in the sense that she deserved that role more. Yeah. And that's why yeah. she got it. Not to mention, she wasn't dating him when she 
became script supervisor. Right. She was hired right. and as then, script supervisor, and then they hung out more. Right, and then and then I think that they they probably just ended up being more better friends than dating because they still did other projects together. Which is they were like best friends until she died, which is incredible too. You know, and to say that like, oh, I love this woman, but yeah. then to say that we weren't just also to keep goes to say together. like, like I don't want to be like John Carpenter, really, really brave, really brave for what he did. But at the same time, I can't think of any people that I've dated that I would, like, hang out with, like, 40 years later. (laughs) You know? Yeah. My list list is none. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that goes to show, like, they were, like, really, really good Mm -hmm. friends. And they liked working together. And he did that with, like, Adrian. Like, he and Adrian Barbeau were, like, married, had kids, and, like, they're still friends today, but they've been long divorce and i think i think there though like when you have kids with someone sure you are automatically sure. gonna always be attached to that person but to not have hatred in that is like yeah beautiful yeah well on on the back of um adrian barbeau wrote a, like a horror novel i think it was called like hollywood vampire or something oh, okay. and on the back of it it has a poll quote from john carpenter and it says like if i knew she could write this well we probably still would have been married <laughs> And I mean, I, she approved that. She was right. like, that's a fucking funny joke. Put I'm going to put it on, it on the there. book. Yeah. So I, I think in some weird way, like, he's he's way better at being a friend than I feel like I ever will be. And he's my he's my goal in life to be that good of a Aww. person. <laughs> As is, you know, fucking Deborah Hill. Like, I, right. I think she's one of, if not the most important producers from a female perspective. Right. Like, right. ever. Um. Yeah, her and her friend Lydia, uh, Lydia. I'll get to that later. Oh, <laughs> we're in the seventies still. Oh, okay. Hill co-wrote Halloween with Carpenter, and she also took on a producing credit, which was her first uh, producer credit. And she not only took on the role, not she not only took on a role not many women had done before, but she also she kind of invented like the strong independent female final girl by writing Laurie Strode into a horror movie that really hadn't been done before either Um, Halloween was a massive success and made the industry pay attention after that she followed Carpenter to work on The Fog and Escape from New York where their relationship fizzled out which is also where Carpenter met Adrian Barbeau but that didn't stop her stride in the 80s. She co-founded a company with... Oh, Lydia... Obst. Obst. Is, is that how you say that? I think so. Which was one of uh, was, was one of her best friends. And they did Adventures <clears throat> in Babysitting, Heartbreak Hotel, and The Fisher King. Have you seen The Fisher King? I have not. It's a Terry Gilliam. Oh, really? It's really good. Oh, I need to see that. Also, wait a minute. Terry Gilliam did. Fear and Loathing. God damn you. Right? <laughs> Not Alex Cox. <laughs> well, he's involved in it because it, he okay. gets a credit in it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, man, I was wondering. It about took my, me an hour to figure that out. I've been, I've been sitting about it for two days. I'm like, what? How did I not know who the... Um, I think he's a producer in Fear okay. and Loathing. Okay. I'm glad. You know what? You know what's fun about this, though, is that this episode comes out a week after that last one. So hopefully... If people are paying attention and they're following us on social media, they would have sent us messages being like, Alex Cox didn't fucking direct <laughs> Fear and Loathing. That was Terry Gilliam. Right. And he did Time Bandits, too. Terry Gilliam? Mm-hmm. Yes. Although you are 
leaving out the most important movie that they made together, Clue. Oh, right. yeah, they did do Clue. You're right. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> In 1982. Yes. Oh, well, she um, she entered a contract with Walt Disney to do Gross Anatomy. It was a short film for the theme park. And then she yeah, also did the right where I'm at. the Dead Zone in 1983 and Which, Clue oh, in 1982. Damn. The Dead Zone is so fucking good. Right. right. It's like low-key the best Stephen King adaptation. I'd agree. It's really great. Uh, but it wasn't always film. After she received a bachelor's degree in sociology, she became a flight attendant. Whoa. And found herself living with a jazz musician in Jamaica well before... Well before the film career. Yeah, I read a, um, I think this was like a New York Times or Vanity Fair article or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it in the okay. show notes. But I found like three different articles about Deborah Hill. Nice. Um, so she kicked off her, her writing career by writing liner notes for jazz albums hmm. in Jamaica. And then that led to more music liner notes, which then eventually led her to moving to LA and becoming a script supervisor. Nice. It's weird. It's a weird transition. <laughs> it's a really weird path to take. So after splitting from Opes, she began work with Disney, as you said, um, which she made mostly. She made the the Gross Anatomy movie, but mm-hmm. she also made a lot of in-house like shorts and um, videos for the theme parks. Like those little videos that play while you're waiting in line. She did those. Right. I was thinking like That's probably weird. like in the... The future land or the... Yeah. Like, one, she probably did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Whatever that ride is called. I, just, I don't know. I've been once. I was like four years old. I don't remember it at all. I just remember how terrifying it was. In the late 90s, she reunited with John Carpenter to make Escape from L.A. In 2003, she was awarded an honorary award by... What? I don't know. I used award twice and it didn't feel right. Uh, she she was awarded an honorary by the Women in Film Organization nice. for her production work. And the next year, unfortunately, she was diagnosed with colon cancer and had to have a leg amputated. Right. Why, all while she was still um, working. working. Yeah. Yeah. Despite diagnosis and amputation of her leg, she was still working. She, she was, was with- working on a comic with Kurt Russell. Yeah. And John Carpenter, that was an adaptation of Escape from New York, and she was working on a video game with them as well. The video game never came out, and it would have been amazing, because Snake Plissken is the fucking coolest character ever. And then she was also doing a production of World Trade Center with Oliver Stone, which stars Nicolas Cage, and it's a bad movie. Um, She was also working with Carpenter to do a remake of The Fog, Mm -hmm. which is also a bad movie. Right. But, you know, you you can't blame her for that she probably got a good paycheck off of it anyways um while working on the oliver stone film um she died from the cancer on march 8th 2005 i never know how to really approach that subject but it happened Mm -hmm. um i read a story in one of the articles which is not in here but apparently she would throw like dinner parties yeah and even when she was amputated and in a wheelchair she would still throw dinner parties awesome and she would like they would like dance while she was in the wheelchair <laughs> and she even did um what's the thing with the like the baton you oh, know like in high school yeah she was that in high school baton twirler yeah and she would do that in her house at these dinner parties awesome. <laughs> like while in the wheelchair she would do her like baton routine <laughs> she's wonderful 
I think she was probably just like a goofy lady who I think so. You know, she just like to make people laugh and like But I I also read like a a statement from her of like she she learned early on that like when when you're when you're a woman in the industry, you get a lot of like darlings and sweeties mm-hmm. and she like made a point like her dress attire was like business shirt and jeans mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a dress and she said she slowly saw it becoming from from sweeties to mams mm-hmm. <laughs> the more respect she got for working in the business shortly after uh her passing the producers guild created the deborah hill fellowship for creatives uh whose work mirrors the passion of deborah hill Jamie Lee Curtis has always credited Halloween's success to Hill and Carpenter said uh, working with Hill was the greatest experience of his life. And she had a passion for not just movies about women or women's ideas, but films for everyone. That's all I got. Awesome. I just love Deborah Hill. I think she's really important and people don't talk about her enough. No, I'm glad we did a little. And I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And even though this is only like a 20 minute episode, <laughs> I think it's worth the time. Yeah. You got anything else in there? Well, I was going to ask you, what do you think your favorite Deborah Hill film is? outside of halloween yeah probably clue yeah i didn't even know she worked on that and i've seen that movie probably as many times as you've seen mars attacks i've i've only seen clue a couple times you've seen clue as many times as i've seen mars attacks Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't know she worked on adventures in babysitting yeah and heartbreak hotel i don't know what that is neither okay (laughs) but we'll probably watch it uh yeah maybe should we just go through all the Deborah Hill movies and cross them off? I mean, I not. I feel like I've already seen most of them. I don't think I need to watch Gross Anatomy. That sounds boring. Yeah, I don't want to watch that either. You know, sounds not gross. every movie's for us. That's fine. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's important. I mean, she she also like I didn't put it in there, but she she found a lot of important creatives and kind of gave them their first start. Like I didn't get the name, but there was like a person that she worked with that be, ended up going on to like be the head producer for black panther hmm. um james cameron mm-hmm. she discovered galen hurd who did like produces the terminator movies and is now like galen hurd is like the biggest producer in film today and that woman wouldn't have had a star without deborah hill and i think that's cool yeah uh and that's all i got what you got anything else no oh, that's it we're just done that was really cute and sweet i liked oh. it <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was going to do this without you because I didn't want you to say nice things about it. I don't take compliments while you know this. Okay, good. Hey gang, thanks for listening. If you want to follow along with what we're going to be releasing, please follow on the Instagram at Electric Monster Podcast. And our email is electricmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, want to start a dialogue, we want to thank Union Suit Rally for their song Something So Wrong off the album Midwest at its mid best. Thanks for listening. Um, Are you ready? Yes, this next episode is brought to you by Bubble Chugs. Sold wherever Bubble Chugs are sold. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Once you pop it, you gotta chug it. Okay. Bubble Chugs. Um, It's a commercial for... For Bubble Chugs? For Bubble Chugs. Bubble Chugs not even a thing. It incorporates all... Seltzer waters? Yes. 
weird energy you're bringing into this really sad retrospective. I wanted it to have a nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the kitchen and I thought about my ad I was going to Oh, Bubble chugs. Get yours today and chug it on down. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>